Emma. And this is the Content Creatives Podcast. Our mission is to inspire creatives to discover, grow, and own their brand. And today we are going to be sharing four quick lessons that we have learned as content creators and influencers. One way that we have learned to be better content creators is by learning from each other and learning from other content creators. And we hope that these real life lessons that we have learned will help give you insight, advice, and a little bit of perspective on your own influencer journey. But before we get started, let's do our question of the day. And the question of the day is, what's been your favorite summer adventure so far? Dun, dun, dun. I don't, I guess for me, I I did throw, now that all of my friends are vaccinated, I had like a small birthday party um, and it was very, I'd say that was like a little bit of an adventure. It was like my first time other than a wedding where I had a wedding planner, like planning like a really big well, not big. It wasn't like a bunch of people, but there was a lot that went into it, like party. Um, (laughs) That was definitely a lot. I think it was a lot more than I was expecting. And I think it was still really fun, but it was, it was, it was definitely a lot. So it was an adventure kind of like learning all that stuff. I crafted a bunch of like different decor pieces and everything. And I think that was really cool. I thought you did such a great job. I mean, you guys will have, you guys will probably see in upcoming stories and posts maddie literally like made like this whole backdrop with like fake flowers we brought the flower swing um from the i am creative space studio in tacoma like she and her husband came and set up the swing and we actually just like put it on a bench and took photos you guys it was like a whole i was like my gosh maddie could just like be a professional party planner if she wanted to because oh well thank you she made the centerpieces she got palettes together it was it was impressive friend thank you you did a great job you helped me set up i appreciate okay that. i like cut a flower and like put some ice Girl, in it it was so hot outside and poor emma was literally like sitting like putting this whole like bouquet bar together like outside it was so hot and i felt so bad. no it's fine it's fine okay so i think hmm one oh i guess like one of my summer adventures um after our wedding, Brayden and I went to Eastern Washington and got to spend time with his grandparents who we haven't so seen in fun. a long time. And honestly, it was like me, Brandon's parents, his grandparents spent a whole day together. And like, that's the first time we've done that in like such a long time. And now we're thinking about again, revisiting them this summer just because, so I mean, we don't see them often enough. They live in Pendleton, Oregon, which is a small town um, in in Oregon, like on the east in eastern Oregon. And so, um, just hoping to like make more time, more trips, and and see them soon. So that's probably one of my favorite summer adventures. I love that. All right, you guys, you'll have to let us know if you've had a favorite summer adventure so far. It seems like some of you guys are taking trips, going on happy hours, and we'd love to know what you've been up to on our Facebook group or the Content Creatives Podcast Instagram. So let's go ahead and dive into four lessons that we've learned as content creators. So lesson number one, you guys, is it's okay to talk about money as content creators and as influencers. There's been more and more discussions about how influencers are unsure about talking about money and how it breeds the comparison game. And you guys, this is something I'm specifically very passionate about, right? You know, I talk about money, you know, I talk about the business side of the influencer industry. And just recently, I feel I have just been seeing murmurs about the unsurety about this topic. And for me, like I know, as women and women of color, 
I know how important it is to talk about money because I guess, again, historically, right, women and women of color just have been societally conditioned and raised to not talk about money. And maybe that's very different or unique to your household. Maybe you grew up in a household where money was free flowing and your dad talked about it and your mom talked about it and your siblings talked about it and your friends did. But that was not the case for me. Um, Personally, I really grew up in a scarcity like situation. Like I would say like mindset wise, like that even translated to me like through college and after college. And so for me, like I've always, I made it like my personal mission to shift my financial narrative and talk about money. And so that's why I talk about money, you know, on Emma's edition. And I talk about it here in the Contacts Creatives podcast. And it's totally fine if you want to keep blogging or social media as a hobby. And maybe it's not even a goal for you to make any money off of it. But there are a good number of creators out there who want to make this a lucrative side hustle or a full-time career. So why I've chosen to talk about money and why I continue to do so. Number one, transparency builds community. You guys, I remember the first time I was following a micro-influencer. I really like looked up to her. And at the time, she was only at like 60,000 followers. Now I think she's at like double that, like 120. And she was tweeting out. She was like, hey, like... I'm a micro-influencer. I make six figures every year. I'm able to support my family, my two kids. Like, I'm able to, like, travel. And I remember I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, seeing her and just, like, feeling related to her as I could just, um, as a woman of color, I was like, my God, if she could do this, I could totally do this. It's empowering, yeah. You can see that and you see, like, that's a possibility for me. Like, you see, it's basically like when a new career option opens up, right? And you're like, oh, I could do this and I could do something that I'm passionate about for a living, which is exactly why you need to talk about it. Like if you don't talk about money, you don't know that not only these things are possible, but that you should be charging more. Like so many people undercharge because we don't have those discussions. And then, I mean, I've raised my rates significantly since we've become friends because we talk about our rates and we talk about what brands are paying us. And like, I would have never in a million years dreamed that I could charge 2,500 for an Instagram post or that I would turn down a $5,000 campaign. That would not have even relatively have been on my radar had you and I not connected and like, talked really transparently about these things and I think it's absolutely like the patriarchy kind of like I don't mean to sound like whatever but like come on it it's absolutely ingrained in us as women to not share these things and to not speak up for ourselves and to not share because then that's how you keep us down you know like that if you don't talk about it, then no one's going to know. And brands could keep getting away with paying us $100 a post because we don't know any better. And we know and we learn by talking and sharing and being transparent. Yeah, you guys, um, Maddie just touched on it. A big reason why we continue to talk about money is because transparency helps other creators, especially new creators, not get taken advantage of from brands. Um, Just recently, I had a, I think she's a nano influencer under 10K. She posted after seeing one of my post or whatever. And she was like, Oh my gosh, I just turned down a gifted brand campaign because the brand offered me a hundred dollar gift card and wanted five Instagram and feed posts, like five Instagram stories, like something absurd. And she was like, if I hadn't seen your post about this, I would have thought this was normal and that this is what people are all doing, even as a nano influencer. And so 
it helps other people. And then I think one of the biggest things, right, talking about money normalizes talking about money. Again, so many women, especially women of color in society are conditioned to not talk about money, but keeping people in the dark contributes to people continuing to work for free and to continue undercharging. I think like, again, the biggest thing for me, you guys, like if you had asked me a year and a half ago, if what I could make off content creation could be what I made in my previous aerospace career, I would have been like, wait, what? But like, again, seeing other micro influencers under 100K, you know, at 60K telling us, sharing on Twitter that they're able to make six figures a year and support their families. Like that was so empowering to me. And like, it made me realize I was like, oh my God, this is totally, totally possible to do. And I know if I had that realization, other women and women of color um, in the influencer space can also have that epiphany and that belief in themselves. Absolutely. I think that's so important. So I love that we touched on that for lesson number one. Lesson number two, to prioritize self-care as a content creator and to discuss prioritizing self-care as a content creator. So finding the balance between working full-time, side hustling, and self-care is so so hard (laughs) and it will never be easy. I genuinely don't believe that I mean, I don't know if there's like, oh, this is it. I have figured it out. I don't think you ever do. I think self-care is just a journey. I, there, I mean, there's so much that goes into it. I like this month, like I've been, you guys know, I've been on this self-care journey for a very long time. I'm really, really like so, I mean, and it's kind of counterintuitive, right? Because so much of my energy goes into figuring out how I can take care of myself and relax because I'm so overwhelmed. And then I drain more of that energy, like looking for those resources and looking for like ways to make myself better and to just not be as stressed and anxious. And it really is this big journey that I've been on. And I think people really appreciate that transparency because it's so easy to see people just posting on Instagram and just, you know, like, everything looks so easy but I it's not it's really not and like kind of sharing like that and prioritizing like what I do for self-care and saying hey I actually haven't posted that much this month because I haven't been able to I need to prioritize myself right now I need to prioritize rest and relaxation and I hope I hope that that encourages some of you listening some of the people that follow me to like say you know what it is okay if I don't post today. It is okay if I take some time off. And for me, self-care takes so many different forms, you know, whether that be taking a break from posting, whether that be taking a day off work and just relaxing, reading, going on walks is like a big one for me that I've been doing lately. I'm going to try running. We'll see. (laughs) And I think like a really big thing to like keep in mind is that in this, so like the online world is 24 seven, right? Like it is the like online platforms, Instagram, like that never, there's not an off button, right? Like you have to consciously prioritize that and take that time off. And I think like you being vocal about it, right? Like reminds people, oh wait, I don't need to be on here 24 seven. No, you don't. You shouldn't. And you shouldn't. It's like it's not healthy for you to constantly be on like that. Just like Emma said, there is no off button. So you kind of have to make one yourself, honestly. Yes. And so lesson number three, you guys, that we wanted to share is to continue to focus on you, your journey, your brand and your audience. Just focus on what you are doing here online on the social space. 
and the comparison game is so real you guys yeah. it can be so easy to get overwhelmed by other people doing things maddie and i were just talking about this right especially since like we've seen conversations around like oh influencers talking about money and it's like that's not the only thing that breeds the comparison game like an influencer could post a designer bag or a new pair of shoes yeah or a vacation and like that breeds the comparison game and so it can be really easy to focus on things or people you can't control and so that's why we want to bring back continue to focus on you continue to focus on your journey especially since being a content creator or an influencer is really about expressing your own perspective and your story and you can't do that if you are focused on another person over there or the other person over here yeah if you need to reset your focus again you guys we've talked about this before Take a break from social media. Revisit your mission statement or your purpose. Think about who your who your audience is and what you're trying to do for them. Go on a walk, you know, prioritize self-care. And so I think that's been like one of, you know, it's just something I work on every year and I get better at it, I feel like. But like, it can just be really easy to like feel down on yourself. But then you have to remember like, okay, this is what I'm here doing like this is my purpose like this is the audience i'm serving this is how i'm helping people and just like keep what you're doing at the forefront and just focus on that i'm actually reading a book right now called the breaking the burnout cycle it's called the burnout cycle and like the whatever just look up burnout and it's really helpful and they're talking right now about how like having a purpose and having a goal can be incredibly like motivating and helpful for you and your happiness I won't go too far into it but it's it's so important to focus on yourself and your journey and where you're going and why you're going there and for me the fourth lesson and Emma like Emma and I have both done this in a bunch of different ways the importance of outsourcing Outsourcing is so, so, so important to me. I have my manager, Regan, who does my pitching for me and negotiates with brands for me. And I don't know what I would do without her. It's just, it's taken such a load off my plate that I wouldn't have been able to manage with the amount that I have going on now. Sam edits our podcast for us. I literally just had home organizers over to like help clean up our house and help organize. And just having those things, like even like you know, outsourcing certain tasks that like take a lot of time for you, but like might be easier for someone else or just like, you know, might just be a load off your mind because you have so much going on. It can really help you focus on the things that bring you joy rather than stressing you out and being overwhelmed with all that you have to get done. And like one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about this specific lesson today, right, to normalize and make outsourcing an okay thing. Absolutely. Is because you cannot do this all on your own. No. Like your career is not your only thing. Your side hustle is not your only thing. You have family, you have friends, you have an apartment to keep clean, laundry to do, meals to cook, right? And like adventures to go on. And so we want to normalize that like outsourcing. It's totally okay to do that. You guys kind of goes back to like, at least maybe it's like a generational thing. I feel like looking at my mom who like worked full-time cooked kept the household together drove the kids to practice and i'm like she just gave herself i'm just drained drained. yeah i I can't do my dad did the same thing my mom did the same thing like my dad literally to this day works like stupid like stupid hours like one week he hit like over 100 hours like working and i just it it burnout is just so 
so like accepted and glorified in our society and doing it all and you look at that person you're like they're doing it all you're there that's awesome look at them they're killing it they're trying so hard they're working so hard and like the reality is it's so daunting and there's so much behind it that just like drains you as you don't a person. have to live like that you don't that's why outsourcing like needs to be normalized and like needs to be talked about more often because you shouldn't yeah. have to do it all. And one of the things I wanted to just like quickly bring up before we wrap up this episode is that your favorite influencers and content creators outsource at least one thing. Absolutely. I, we're telling you right now, again, Sam edits our podcast. Maddie and Holly take my photos, right? Like those are major things I outsource. And one of the things that I was really surprised at when I was first starting to take Instagram seriously, some of the big bloggers like in the Seattle area had like people managing their Instagram accounts. Oh yeah, that's very common. And I was like so surprised. I was like, oh, I thought she was like commenting and doing all that. No. They literally have people commenting for them. Yes. And so we just want to like bring that to light, right? Because, you know, some people do outsource the engagement part of Instagram, but you can look and explore other ways to outsource. So you're not doing it all. So really quick example of outsourcing you want to revamp your blog, you guys just research and buy a pre-made layout. Unless you want to be someone designing websites and that's like a skill that you want to develop, just pay the $60, whatever it is, and just like have someone else install it for you and you save yourself that time and that heartache of like figuring it out, especially if you already know what your like main skills are and like what you're trying to do on Instagram and with your blog. I always like to think about my time investment. Like when I outsource to do something, I'm like, would this have cost me more money from missed opportunities to take the time to figure out how to do this myself than to just hire someone to do it who's already an expert on it and does this on a regular basis? So that's how I always think about it. That's like a great way to like tie back opportunity costs, you guys. Like, uh, like one thing I'm seeing more and more on Facebook groups is people outsourcing Pinterest management and like, yeah, and that's I'm a like, big one. My gosh, Pinterest makes such a difference on your like blog page views. That's something where if I were really strapped for time and I didn't have the capacity to do that, I would probably just like outsource that piece. Oh yeah, no, I th- I mean I'm I've been debating doing that because I have I have tr- uh, I have Tailwind on and stuff obviously, but I think it's just helpful to have someone who knows like all the keywords and like is an expert in that and like will do that for you on a weekly basis. So I mean, there's just so many great things that you can outsource and so many amazing talented people out there that can really help alleviate your workload. So thank you guys so much for listening to this week's mini-sode. If we haven't connected on Instagram yet, you guys can find us at Emma's Edition, at Mad Cray, and at Content Creatives Podcast. Join our Facebook group and sign up for our weekly email newsletter on our website, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.